Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. And let's start with a big sigh of relief uh, for parents across London. Yes, absolutely. Schools across the London region and all of Ontario are open today after a weekend of talks between the government and education workers secured a tentative contract and averted a strike. CUPE announced last night that it had a tentative deal and its 55,000 education worker members would be on the job this morning instead of going on strike. CUPE says though they tried over the weekend to secure staffing level guarantees, the deal is the same offer the government presented to the union last week. However, Laura Walton, President President of CUPE's Ontario School Board Council of Unions says it was time to take the deal to the membership for a vote. Internally, CUPE's leadership has faced pushback from members who questioned the decision to issue a five-day strike notice. Instead, they demanded the contract be presented to education support workers. CUPE sources told Global News members began emailing the presidents of union locals after the strike notice was issued. That deal, according to internal documents obtained by Global News, focused mainly on wages, with a flat rate increase of $4 per hour over the term of the four-year contract. Ratification votes are set to start Thursday and are expected to go through next weekend. The four-year deal comes with a $1 per hour raise each year, as mentioned, or about 3.59% annually. Our weekend weather-wise was much better than other parts of the province and some parts of the United States. Yeah, multiple snow squall warnings and weather advisories continued through the weekend for parts of southern Ontario and Sault Ste. Marie, with whiteout conditions, icy roads, and hazardous travel in large sections of the province. Environment Canada meteorologist David Rogers said yesterday conditions were especially intense in Wyerton and east towards Owen Sound. Wyerton had just three centimetres of snow on the ground on Wednesday, but that tally rose to 105 centimetres <laughs> by mid-afternoon Sunday. Yikes. The Ontario Provincial Police's Highway Safety Division had reported multiple calls for collisions and vehicles in ditches due to the storms. In Buffalo, they're still digging out from an historic storm. Snow began falling Thursday in towns south of Buffalo. Now by Saturday, the National Weather Service recorded 77 inches or 196 centimeters in Orchard Park, home of the NFL's Buffalo Bills, and 72 inches in Natural Bridge, a hamlet near Watertown off of the eastern edge of Lake Ontario. Now, due to the heavy snowfall, a Sunday football game between the Buffalo Bills and Cleveland Browns was moved to Detroit. The Bills ended up be- beating the Browns 31-23. Let's go down to the United States and a, a tragic story out of Colorado. Yeah, this is absolutely heartbreaking. Authorities say a 22-year-old gunman opened fire inside a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, killing five people and leaving 25 injured before he was subdued by heroic patrons and arrested by police who arrived within minutes. Investigators are still determining a motive, and the attack is being investigated to see if it should be prosecuted as a hate crime. The shooting has rekindled memories of the 2016 massacre at the Pulse Gay Nightclub in Orlando, Florida, that killed 49 people. Colorado has experienced several mass killings, including at the Columbine High School in 1999, a movie theater in suburban Denver in 2012, and at a Boulder supermarket last year. It was the sixth mass killing this month and came in a year when the nation was shaken by the deaths of 21 in a school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Back in this country, the commission looking into the Emergencies Act will hear from the Prime Minister this week. 
Yeah, the Public Order Emergency Commission is starting its final week after hearings from more than 60 witnesses at the inquiry scrutinizing Ottawa's use of the Emergencies Act to end last winter's Freedom Convoy protests. Top intelligence officials are first on the list this week, including uh, David Vignault, the head of the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, who's expected to testify on a panel with two other CSIS officials. The public inquiry will also hear from uh, Michelle Chessier, the CSIS Deputy Director of Operations and the Executive Director of its Integrated Terrorism Assessment Centre. Emergency Preparedness Minister Minister Bill Blair is expected to appear after the security officials and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's testimony is anticipated on Friday. And the World Cup is underway. Yeah, it began on Sunday in Qatar with the host country's national soccer team taking on Ecuador and ultimately losing 2 nothing. The month-long tournament began with a lavish ceremony that included a surprise appearance by Morgan Freeman. What is he doing there? <laughs> Three games are on the schedule for today. Canada doesn't play its first match until Wednesday when we play Belgium at 2 p.m. Now, despite this being Canada's first appearance in the World Cup in 36 years, a poll last week found interest in the tournament is low. 63% of Canadians polled by Ipsos for Global News said they couldn't care less about the World Cup. Despite the apparent low interest among Canadians, a global Ipsos survey released November 10th showed more than half of adults across 34 countries plan to watch the 2022 FIFA World Cup. I'll tell you what Morgan Freeman's doing there. He's uh, getting a big paycheck. That's what he's doing there. <laughs> honest I, I kind of find all of this boring so the only thing that could make me even more sleepy while watching the world cup would be morgan freeman's soft smooth voice narrating <laughs> the play-by-play <laughs> well uh, the world cup's on right now and i may or may not be watching as we've been talking right now we'll see <laughs> let's check out what happened on this day in history in 1766 the first theater in the united states the south fork opened in philadelphia in 1783, the first free flight was made by two men who rose 100 meters above Paris in a hot air balloon. In 1877, Thomas Edison announced he invented a talking machine, something that became known as the phonograph. In 1902, hockey broadcaster Foster Hewitt was born in Toronto. He coined the phrase, he shoots, he scores, and called the first game from Maple Leaf Gardens when it opened in 1931. In 1929, a tidal wave caused by an underwater earthquake in the Atlantic Ocean off southeastern Newfoundland killed 29 people who drowned in wooden homes that were swept into the sea. In 1950, a troop train collided with a CNR passenger train at Canoe Lake, B.C., killing 21 people and injuring 53. A transport board inquiry found the accident had been caused by conflicting orders delivered to the conductors of the trains. In 1981, an estimated 100,000 people gathered on Parliament Hill in Ottawa to protest high interest rates. The demonstration, initiated by Canadian Labour Congress President Dennis McDermott, was the largest demonstration ever held on Parliament Hill. On this day in 1996, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled governments are not constitutionally obliged to fund religious schools. It ruled the funding of Catholic schools in Ontario was a separate matter because it guaranteed uh, was guaranteed at Confederation. In 2005, General Motors announced plans to cut 30,000 jobs in North America, closing nine assembly plants, including two in Oshawa 
and in St. Catharines that employed 3,900 people. And on this day in 2020, Canada and Britain announced a new trade deal beating the December 31st Brexit deadline that would have triggered new tariffs on a range of Canadian exports. Britain is Canada's fifth largest trading partner with $29 billion in two-way merchandise trade as of 2019. Celebrating a birthday today, we have Marlo Thomas turns 85. Goldie Hawn is 77. A lot of sports uh, stars celebrating a birthday today. Tori Aikman is 56. Ken Griffey Jr., 53. Michael Strahan is 51. And Carly Rae Jepsen turns 37.